Hey everybody, welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 29, John and Wendy talk to Carlos Escobar. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you tonight, John? I am very well. The show comes out uh, right at the end of August. And believe no? it or not, I can't believe it. It's, it's fall almost. <laughs> insane. It's just insane. Yeah. It seems like the summer blew by and you know, yeah. we're recording in these chunks like we've started to do, which has been a lot of fun, but has obviously presented some challenges where it seems like we're talking about things that aren't even close to happening, but you've got some big stuff coming up in the fall, if I recall correctly. I, I, you know, I do. Um, I, you know, I got a, a wild hair in the spring and applied to, um, speak at a couple of state SHRM conferences. So in September I will be at North Dakota SHRM. And in October, I will be at Minnesota SHRM giving very similar uh, talks on uh, networking and building your HR Avenger team. I'm hoping to do some interactive stuff and post a live Twitter chat. So um, be on the watch my uh, Twitter feed for more information on that. I need to come up with a hashtag and exactly how I'm going to do it. But want to see if we can't get some of these North Dakota and Minnesota folks, uh, get some more of them out on Twitter with us. That's great. I'm glad to yeah. glad to hear that's happening. I've got so far one speaking engagement with uh, New River Valley Sherm here in Virginia. We're going to be doing a social media 101 for recruiting with them. Excited about that. I always enjoy getting out and talking to the chapters and getting to do that yeah. spiel, which I do a lot and, and excited to keep talking to those different groups. But uh, yeah, a lot, I'm sure other stuff will be coming up. Uh, yeah. Hopefully the work travel will subside a little bit and maybe I can <laughs> get some editing or uh, some of these chunks paced out a little better. But yeah. enough about that. I don't want to yes. let our guests wait much longer. Why don't you make the introduction and we will get started. Sure. Very excited to welcome um, Carlos Escobar to our podcast tonight. He is an HR and organizational development expert. He serves as a learning and talent management spe- specialist at the Alamo Colleges, where he focuses on helping faculty and staff implement project management, change management, and process improvement solutions. He also serves as the Director of College Relations for Texas SHRM, where he leads statewide efforts to support student SHRM chapters. He is held numerous volunteer roles to include President of the San Antonio HR Management Association and related board positions. He holds an MBA and a Bachelor of Arts in Communication with excuse me, from the University of Texas at San Antonio, and he holds a few senior-level HR certifications um, and a certification in change management and human-centered design. And with all of those certifications, Carlos, we are so excited to welcome you to the, to the podcast tonight. Our first question, as always, is what's in your glass? Well, hello, uh, John and Wendy. Um, what's in my glass? Um, you guys are talking about fall. And around here, it actually doesn't become fall until maybe December. So right now, (laughs) I'm walking around with a big cup of water just trying to stay hydrated in this heat. So um, it's water, it's ice, it's hydration time. So that's really what's floating around in my, my glass right now. So. As as an HR professional, obviously from a health and wellness perspective, we're glad that that's the case. Yes, <laughs> we want to keep you hydrated yes. and safe out there, Carlos. I'm curious. You know, I know we've we've had a chance to interact a little bit at, at conference and certainly online, but how exactly did you get started in human resources? Well, you know, um, I was in graduate school. Um, I went back to school to get my MBA, and I had a friend who's the president of the UTSA Sherm chapter. So it was a college chapter, and we were going to go have dinner. And so she said, hey, just come out to this meeting real fast and we'll go out to eat afterwards. And so I 
kind of just wandered into the meeting and sat in the back. And as the meeting progressed, um, they had it was a kind of a normal meeting where they have a learning component. And I just sat there and I found myself nodding and saying, hey, I, you know, I believe in this. This is right. This is, I mean, why, don't, why aren't we doing more of this? And I think the very next semester I joined and eventually made my way into a, um, the VP of finance role and started taking my electives in HR. And so, you know, from that point forward, you know, I worked my way to a recruiter position then an analyst. And, you know, the rest is kind of history. You start meeting people in your local chapter and they pull you along and you you work your way into leadership roles, and 10 years later, here we are. <laughs> I love it. So how does working in academia compare to your time in corporate? Do you find the learning needs are, needs are different? It's funny. I, I think uh, the learning needs are not necessarily different. It's actually the culture that's a little bit different. So in uh, obviously in a corporate environment, you have more of a profit motive and it's not to say that, you know, uh, making money or saving money or making the most of the funding that we have isn't important. There just tends to be less of a focus on that. There's a, a more of a focus on the whole person, more of a focus on what we can do to improve outcomes for students. And so um, learning has a tendency to be broader. It, it's not so much um, about a set of tasks or skills. It's about how do we make uh, our faculty and our staff be the best version of themselves so that they can in turn help students. And I think that applies, you know, in most organizations, we want our employees to be able to serve their customers. But I think uh, when it comes to culture, you know, we we have what I, I've heard Simon Sinek refer to as a just cause, you know, it's something we truly believe in, something we um, we always put at the forefront of everything, and that's student success. So it, learning is incredibly important, and our mission is incredibly important. So um, it just takes on a little bit more of an emphasis um, in our culture. Carlos, I'm curious in that, so when you, when you talk about training, are you primarily working with professors or general staff, or is it kind of a, you know, how does that, you know, kind of the, the, the workforce that you're working with, what does that look like? Most, I'd say 80% of the people that are in my sessions or my training sessions are going to be staff full-time staff, um, but all of our trainings are open to everyone across the organization. So um, this time of year, summer, um, we'll have a lot more faculty in our classes because they have more um, availability. But once the semester starts, you know, it goes back to mostly staff, part-time staff and full-time staff, whoever's available. The classes are always open to everyone. So um, we just focus in on specific topics and what, what's going to help us the most, but um, it's, it's everyone. We mentioned that you have recently become college relations director with Texas State Sherm, and it's interesting you see you're kind of staying in, in this area, you know, not only from a career perspective, but now from a volunteer perspective. Any insights on what you're seeing that works or doesn't work when it comes to working with students for with Sherm? You know, obviously you had, you mentioned that you were vice president of your student chapter way back when, but what do you see in, in that role now in terms of how we're dealing with, with the students that are coming in? You know, students want the same things that I think every professional wants, which is human connection. Uh, they want access to learning opportunities, connections with professionals in their local area. But what I'm seeing is the key is accessibility. I am a huge believer in having our SHRM chapters, you know, remove as many barriers as possible for students. Sometimes that means um, removing, you know, the fees for uh, student membership or just making it easier for students to get to their events um, or just connecting them with a professional to help them mentor, you know. So um, if you're a student, you have these, maybe maybe a student's not aware of the barriers that exist, so they just don't know how to make the connection with their local chapter. Local chapters like SARMA um, here in San Antonio, um, you know, do 
when they do a really good job, they do a good job of removing barriers, making it easier for students to get involved early so they can start making those lifelong connections that help them develop their careers. So I think that plays out everywhere. I'm seeing it playing out in the state of Texas, and I think that applies probably, you know, across all chapters and all professional organizations. Carlos, you've been blogging for some time now, and I, I credit you with getting me back into blogging after our conversation down in San Antonio, which is awesome. So tell us a little bit about the benefits that you've seen from it. And curiosity, out of curiosity, what do you do with all the photos that you take at Sherm? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Um, I started in, I started blogging, I think it was 2013, after the Sherm annual conference in Atlanta. So it was the Sherm 12 conference. And I met Steve Brown, uh, the famous Steve Brown. And he, of course, suggested, hey, you should start blogging, you know, and of course, it took me a while. To, I thought about it. And then I finally started. And along the way, of course, I've met all kinds of cool people and amazing. It's It's been an amazing um, conversation starter and it's open doors. Um, but I think the ongoing benefit, at least for me, has been that I found my voice. I've discovered that if you write long enough, you start to settle into some patterns, you start to settle into some themes, and it helps clarify the things that you believe in, it helps clarify your values in terms of the work that we do. I find myself writing and saying five to ten of the same things repeatedly, and um, when it comes to training, those same themes come up, and I think it just helps, it's helped me clarify what I want to do and why I do, and so I think that's incredibly important. It's helped me a lot to just kind of say that, you know, this is what I stand for. This is what I want to do. This is who I want to be in this field. And you have to know yourself. You have to know your values before you can start moving forward and do really great things. So it's been very, very helpful helpful for me. Cool. And the photos. Oh, yeah. And the photos. <laughs> the funny thing about the photos, I'm still figuring that out. So I bought a camera I want to say two months before the SHRM conference, SHRM 18. And so I was able to take it to New York City for um, to visit family. And then I was able to work with it a little bit at the conference in Chicago. Um, right now, everything is just kind of all in one folder on my laptop. But I know eventually I'm going to have to figure out, you know, how to store all of it and categorize <laughs> it and make sense of it. But today is not that day. It might just sure. be a rainy day project. Um, but as of right now, I mean, I may take... For every picture that I post and publish, I probably take five or six variations of it, and I choose that one sure. that looks the best to work with. So they are, they are all stored on my, my fancy little laptop right now, and one of these days I'm going to clean them up and get rid of the ones I don't need anymore. And they're just kind of hanging out in the cloud, and, you know, they're there for <laughs> yeah. whenever we need them. Well, I have to say I loved a lot of what a lot of the pictures you put out. You just put out some really cool shots. You know, I know you were tweeting and – Mm -hmm. obviously sharing a lot on social. I, I thought some of them just, you know, private, not private moments, but, you know, just, uh, I just loved how they came, came to pass, you know, really yeah. uh, intimate kind of things. And I, I really appreciate that. And I, I was fascinated with where all the pictures went because it seemed like you were on that thing all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's funny. I mean, I didn't use it as much as I thought I was going to use the camera, but those pictures of, people at the conference, so um, attendees and, and you know, fellow bloggers and things like that, where I asked them, you know, what are they looking for in the conference and or what did they get out of it? Those were amazing little interviews, and it blew me away how much fun that was to do. So I'm looking forward to doing more of that, hopefully at SHRM 19. 
Yeah, that was that was awesome. I, I love how you shared all of those and then put them into your into a blog post because it was neat to see them just right there in a line with without mm-hmm. anything else in between it. So kudos. That was that was really cool. Well, now, Carlos, it is time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half hour question connection. So our first question is, do you remember how you first connected with us? Yes. Um, I want to say we were connected on Twitter before we actually met in person, but I'm almost certain we met in real life, as they say, at (laughs) Sherm 15 at Steve's session. I know that's for sure when I met Wendy. I want to say that's where John and I first met, too, in person. I think, you know, we already had that warm connection through Twitter, so it was really more of a, hey, how, how are you doing kind of a thing. But almost certain it was in Las Vegas when we first connected in person. Uh, I was. I would think I'm going to say it's probably DC. I was going to say I know ah, it's DC okay. for me because gotcha. that's when, yeah. that was when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> when you but go hey, to so many cool. of these, they all kind of run together. <laughs> that's right. right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Someday, someday they'll all blend together for me as well. <laughs> Carlos, can you talk a little bit about how networking's helped in your career and what's been really effective for you when it comes to networking? You know, I think. Uh, I used there used to be a time when I was a, a much more aggressive about networking. I think as I've gotten more experienced and um, a little bit older, I think my focus has changed a little bit to nurturing relationships more than building relationships. That doesn't mean I'm not seeking out new new work relationships, new networking opportunities. But I think as I moved along, I found that what's been truly beneficial is making sure that, you know, um, when you meet someone, you just don't meet them that one time at some random mixer or at some random conference. You know, you follow through and you say you check with them. How are things going? You know, remember when we met and we talked about this or that or um, you follow them online. And um, I think that's been incredibly beneficial. That'd be the one thing I'd recommend for people if they wanted advice, it'd be to say, don't just collect business cards, follow through. Don't just collect, connect LinkedIn accounts, You know, follow through, find out what's making people tick. But that's been incredibly beneficial for me um, as the years have progressed. I think that's great advice. I don't think anybody's mm-hmm. ever talked about that, but I, Carlos, I think you're spot on. I think it is about, it's about developing because yeah, collecting names doesn't really do anybody any good. Yeah. I don't think, right. but that's great. Carlos, who do you read and follow for HR Insights? Hmm. So I uh, I tend to think of HR as a more big picture, you know, so I, I stay away uh, from, you know, a lot of technical HR, and I think about, you know, the whole person, and, and I get a lot of those insights from, I mean, connections that we share, like Lori Rudiman, Jennifer McClure, Steve Brown, Jessica Miller-Merrill, on a more global scale. Um, I read a lot of Adam Grant, Simon Sinek, really into Brene Brown's work right now. So I recommend following all of those folks. They're always sharing great information. And I think big picture HR, you know, so it's not so much again about laws and policy. It's about what are we doing for our people? And I think all of those folks, um, they're consistently sharing information, um, whether they be articles or books that help us see that picture. I think we talked about it a bit with with your role with the state council, but how else do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? So actually, I was just having a conversation with a friend recently um, about this topic. Um, we were talking about um, the number of people that we mentor, and you know, I was just mentioning that I only formally mentor one person, but then she kind of countered with the idea that no, you probably mentor a lot of different people. I think when we're talking about giving back to the HR community. In addition to working with Texas Sherm and, you know, Sherm leadership roles, things like that, 
I'm starting to realize I might be informally mentoring people along the way, and I'm I'm maybe not thinking about it too clearly in terms of of an official role, but, you know, um, I kind of have a sphere of folks that, you know, I'm consistently talking with and sharing ideas. And I think, you know, the more I've worked on this, the more I've realized that that's been a thing that sort of snuck up on me in terms of my role. So um, I enjoy that process. I enjoy helping people, you know, learn their strengths and kind of discover their next opportunities. So that's been a lot of fun. What's your favorite movie? <laughs> I'm really not a big movie person, um, but I will say, so I'm going to say that one movie that I made an effort to go see and I've enjoyed on some long haul flights is the last Jedi. So I'm yeah. going to go star Wars here. The new storyline intrigues me. I, I am one of the folks I guess one of the few folks in in my generation here who are really enjoying where it's going. I want to see where they take it. So I've I've enjoyed that movie and I've enjoyed trying to figure out what's going on with it. And of course, all the theories and conspiracies and all that stuff that go along with it. Sure. (laughs) How about your favorite musician or band, Carlos? Um, Right now, I'm going to say, let's see, Spoon. It's probably a band that not many people have heard of, but I love their uh, their music. All of their albums, it's consistent, fun music to listen to, but it's not something you'll catch on the radio. Interesting. I'll have to check them out. <laughs> Do you have a favorite TV show? Yes. I'm going to say it's Better Call Saul. I was a huge yeah. fan of Breaking Bad, uh, and so I've loved uh, the prequel, Better Call Saul. It's been a lot of fun, and um, I'm looking forward to how it finally connects with the story of Breaking Bad. So if I had one show, that's going to be it right there. Cool. Well, Carlos, I I am familiar with Spoon. But one of my buddies played with them for like on two. Did a tour with them or something at some point years ago. Oh wow! But, uh, yeah, I yeah I know who they are. <laughs> when That's I, very when cool. I, back, back when I was had dreams of writing a blog that never came to pass, I was always going to have music attached to each uh, each post. That was my thought anyway. Mm-hmm. And Spoon was a band that I used on several. I had several songs picked out. I, it's been a long time since I've thought about them, but yeah, I a, I, it's funny that you mentioned as soon as you said, I was like, oh yeah, my <laughs> buddy played, tour, did something with them, said it was a while ago, but yeah, that's great. That's great that's, awesome. that's that's not a name you hear much. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So if you're if you're not listening to Spoon, watching Last Jedi, or Better Call Saul, what else do you like to do outside of work? I am a runner. So um, I'm or more moreover, I'm someone who runs from time to time. So I've managed to crank out, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, a good handful of half marathons and one full marathon over the last seven or eight years. But I am not the fastest person. In fact, I'd say I'm pretty slow, but I enjoy the process. You know, I enjoy the work. I enjoy being able to take my mind and just go out and run for a good two hours or so. And um, it's been really good health wise, of course, but uh, when I'm not, when it's not a middle of summer, I I'm usually trying to get out there and go for a run. So finally, if you weren't practicing HR, what do you think you'd be doing professionally? I joke about this with my colleagues uh, consistently, you know, I tell so here in this area, there's uh, a part of, of South Texas that's, that's famous for its peaches. So it's Fredericksburg peaches. And I often joke that, you know, I'd love to sell peaches on the side of the road. And it's kind of a half <laughs> of a joke and not really, because I think the work we do um, is so intellectual. You know, it, it's so, uh, you know, it's, a, it's at least for me, it's computer based, it's theory based. It's, you know, how can I help uh, people, you know, do their work and things like that. 
um, it would be nice to do something with my hands. So, I mean, maybe it's not selling peaches, but maybe it's building furniture or designing things and or doing work that you can physically hold or there's like a tactile element to it. I think we're missing that in today's work. And I think that sometimes we have to find a way to do that. And uh, so I always joke and it's half half joke, half serious. You know, I'd love to do something <laughs> that, you know, where you build something, you know. Um, so I'm not quite sure what that would be, but I think that's what I would try to go for. Fun. I don't think we've had anybody say peach peach person. I love it. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> and I'm not familiar with those peaches. I'll have to get it. I'll try them sometime. Yeah. I always think of Georgia for that. But but Carlos, I want to congratulate you. You have survived the question connection. You've survived the conversation overall. And, and Wendy and I can't thank you enough for taking part. This is your chance now. If the listeners aren't connected with you, what's the best way for them to reach you out there online? So the best way to reach me online is through Twitter, and my handle is cescobar78. You can also use that same handle through all forms of social media. So cescobar78 will get you to my LinkedIn account, my Instagram account, my Facebook page, and my blog. So that same cescobar78 will get you everywhere. Um, reach out. Be happy to connect. Share some ideas. Um, always out there. That may be the easiest show notes we'll ever have to do because I yeah. just have to put in one thing, which is awesome. But we will definitely do that. So, Wendy, how about you, if the folks want to get in touch with you? Sure. As always, uh, best way to connect with me is on Twitter. I am Wendell93. Also on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Da- daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And also uh, happy to connect on LinkedIn. Just be sure to personalize the note so that I know um, why you're uh, connecting with me. And always, the fourth Sunday of each month, you will see me on Twitter at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, the hashtag HR Social Hour. How about you, John? Twitter, John, J-O-N, underscore Thurman, T-H-U-R-M-O-N-D. As always, I'm happy to connect on LinkedIn. If you personalize the note, I appreciate it. If you have a comment or question about the show or monthly chat, send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, and I know, and I'll say it again, many of you are using Facebook and you're not following us there. Please do, because we sometimes post stuff there that we don't post elsewhere, and you can search HR Social Hour. You can find the show at hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. We're on iTunes, the Podbean app, Podchaser, hrpodcasters.com, Google Play, TuneIn, and Spotify. And as always, if you like what you hear, rate and review us, because it helped build the build the community and give us that much more visibility. So Carlos, again, thanks for taking part in the conversation and for the HR social hour half hour podcast. I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back and network. network. Take care, everyone. We'll see you soon. 